a mirror through mirror dimly, but he sees Jesus face to face today. So I'd like you to continue to pray for his family, Betty, his wife and his son, uh, Jonathan, and his daughter, Bethany, and her husband, Bruce, this morning. Uh, we'll pray in a minute. Thank you for being here and being supportive at this time. We'll give you details uh, when we hear about his uh, funeral service. It probably will be next set this coming Saturday. Uh, we'll give you more details as we find out. Uh, today, uh, there's a VBS planning meeting. That is not going to happen today. That's going to be delayed until a further date. I will let you know when we are planning that. Uh, tomorrow evening is Awana. Our missionary, Bob Bennett, will be coming here, and we, were, we will have a pizza party. So for those who are involved, please come. Uh, Wednesday, we'll continue to have our prayer meeting, of course. Wednesday evening is our money, wisdom, and financial strategies. That is happening. Um, and please feel free to attend that. That is at uh, 6.30 at the church here. <clears throat> And Thursday is our beginner fly, fly tying and fishing class. Um, that is Thursday here as well at 7 o'clock. And uh, many men uh, want to go fishing this, uh, this season. And we are tying those flies. I tied my first flies last week. It was awesome. Our food fellowship is next week. That is when we honor our college students. Those who have birthdays and anniversaries, visitors, and I had one uh, one uh, person last week told me that the only reason he comes to church is because of our food fellowships. I'm hoping he continues to come every week because we need that support and he needs encouragement and we need encouragement from the Lord. So please, uh, please plan to attend. I'm going to pass the uh, the sheet around. So that is next Sunday, following our service. There's other announcements here for April. Please pay attention. They'll be on the, on the board and in your bulletin. Are there any other announcements that we need to? Uh, I, have, I have my... Brother Bryce coming, he has another announcement for us. Sorry, that's a long walk from the sound booth. <laughs> um, again, I just wanted to keep uh, everybody um, informed and keep you... Uh, uh, keep reminding you that on the 16th we're going to have our spring egg hunt and that we are still looking for some candy donations or some uh, um, <clears throat> helping us pack some eggs. The, uh, again, the men's min, uh, ministry will be having breakfast at the church on the 25th and we'll be packing. That's canceled. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so... I'll need some help packing some eggs. So, thank you. Let's pray. 
Father in heaven, thank you for your hope, for your salvation, for your great love. Father, we do lift up the Broad family right now. Ask that you would comfort that family today. And the day's coming. Father, we, we are saddened here on earth, but we know where our brother Dave is. He knew you. He loved you. He was a servant. And now he is rejoicing and he is praising your name. So, Father, let's just continue to comfort the family. Comfort us. This is a tough loss, and yet we, re, 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 we can rejoice and we can press on because of your hope, because of your love and your salvation. Father, I ask that you would bless this service this morning, make it powerful. Make it meaningful as we humble ourselves before the living God who knows our hearts. Father, thank you again. I ask that you would bless each aspect of this service this morning in a mighty way as we worship you. In Jesus' name, we all said, Amen. Amen. Oh, good. It's a miracle. Go. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> well, yesterday was a very um, rough day for a lot of us. And um, I had this song in my head, um, and I wanted to share it with you this morning. Um, it's by an artist. Her name is Blanca, and she, um, it's called Something Better. Oh, and I just lost it. Um, it says, every moment I was sure I wouldn't make it through, I was safe because of you. <laughs> I don't know how, but you take all my pain. And you turn it into something better. Something better. There's not a tear that you let go to waste. No, you turn it into something better. Something better. I said I wasn't going to cry. That was not true. Um, God sees our pain this morning. He sees that we're grieving. But he can turn our grief and our tears into something better. We might not know what it is. Whether it's showing love to Dave's family whether it's encouragement and hope that we can take from the fact that he's in glory. It could be something that leads us to our salvation. 
leads us to Jesus. Or a recommitment if we have walked away or turned away. It can be forgiveness that we extend to other people or our, even ourselves. Um, but we don't know in this moment when we're all so sad. But God can, and I believe he will, use this for good because he is good. And so this morning, if you would stand, we're going to sing about God's goodness this morning. God, we just come to you this morning with broken hearts. But like Paul shared earlier, we're just so happy for Dave because he's face to face with you this morning. It's ourselves that we're sad for. And we thank you for the hope that we have in you. We thank you that we know Dave shared that hope. And we thank you that no matter what our circumstances, we can know that you are a good God and we can stand in your goodness. And I pray this morning that as we stand in your goodness, that you would just wrap your arms around us, that you would just comfort us and bring us peace. That you would just remind us that nothing happens by accident, that you are in control, and that you will get us through. I pray that as this morning as you comfort us, that we will be able to worship you in spirit and in truth as we sing about how good you are in all situations. In your name I pray.
to share a verse with you this morning that um, the Lord brought to my attention yesterday when I was just looking through my Bible. Um, for verses of comfort and peace. And it comes from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only for me, but also to all those, all who have longed for his appearing. And oh my goodness, I read that. And I could hear Dave's voice. That if he were here and talked to us, this is what he would say. That he fought the good fight. He finished his race. He kept his faith in God. And now he is experiencing the rewards in glory. And that brought me such comfort. Because we all know where he is this morning. But it also gave me such encouragement. Because I know that one day I'm going to be there too. And I'm going to experience that eternity with God that Dave has started already. And um, I was just so thankful for those verses because they're beautiful. And they're such a good reminder that, yes, we are sad for us, but Dave is not sad at all. He's in the presence of his Lord. And he's rejoicing. And so I am rejoicing with him this morning. Um, our next song, we all know that Dave just loved his hymns. And so this song, How Great Thou Art, is in honor of him this morning. Because we know, and we all looked forward to those times when he would come up and he would lead and he would sing hymns. And they were just so beautiful. And clearly I'm a mess right now, so I'm going to need you all to sing really loud because I'm not sure how much I can sing.
sing how great thou art. Your will is greater than ours, Lord. And we confess that we don't understand sometimes, but we trust that you are good and we trust that you have good things for us. And we trust that you are who you say you are. And because of that, our brother Dave is in glory with you. And because of who you are, we can trust and know and have hope that one day those of us who have put our faith in you will be in glory as well. And God, we look forward to that day when we can bow in humble adoration at your feet and say, God, how great you are. We praise you and we love you and we honor you this morning. In your name I pray, amen. You can all be seated. Is there children's church today? Yeah, okay. Children's church, you can be dismissed. Um, and our scripture from this morning comes from Psalm 108. Thanks, <laughs> My heart, O oh God, is steadfast. I will sing and make music with all my soul. Awake, harp and lyre. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O oh Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the peoples. For great is your love higher than the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be all over the earth. Save us and help us with your right hand, that those you love may be delivered. God has spoken from his sanctuary. In triumph, I will parcel out, I apologize for these, Shechem and measure off the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine, Manasseh is mine, Ephraim is my helmet, Judah is my scepter, Moab is my wash basin, on Edom I toss my sandal, over Philistia I shout in triumph, who will bring me to the fortified city, who will lead me to Edom, is it not you God, you who have rejected us and no longer go out with our armies, give us aid against the enemy for human help is worthless. With God, we will gain the victory, and he will trample down our enemies. Are we good back there? There you go. Thank you. Did want to encourage you to keep praying for our, our youth. We had a, a good time uh, with them last Sunday. Some fun, some games, some ice cream, some laughing. And so continue to pray for our youth and uh, the role we're to play in their lives. Amen. They've got to mean the world to us as they do to their parents and to our God. Amen. <clears throat> um, so the last uh, picture I have of my brother Dave was 
coming up here last Sunday to help me fix the problem with this. Um, such was Dave, right? Anyway, um, all I heard was that supposedly Friday at the, uh, we'll get better directions and maybe Chris can email it to you. Um, I think Friday is something at the firehouse. I don't know where that's up. And then, then, and then uh, Saturday is over here at the church. I don't know any time yet, so just pray that it's um, at the time God wants. <clears throat> so the, um, the week before last Sunday, I had brought a message from Psalm 37 um, on how to escape the claws of discouragement. You remember that? And as I was preparing the message for today, Psalm 108, I remember stopping and asking God, why did you give me this message for last week? It is so fitting as a part two to that message. And, 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 and it was strange because, I mean, God doesn't make mistakes, right? And then, I mean, I thought about maybe because of this and maybe because of that. And, and then yesterday morning at 8.33 in the morning, I get a call from from Brother Paul, and he said to me that um, that uh, Brother Dave Bolt uh, um, has been rushed to the hospital and that things don't look very good. And then about 30 minutes later, exactly at 9.03 a.m., uh, his, his daughter, uh, Bethany, calls me, and she says that, that God has called her father home to be with Jesus. And... Um, Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I, I want to thank the elders, Chris and Paul and, and, and Pastor Al for just uh, hearing God and, 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 and coming to uh, um, Dave, who is a friend of mine, you know, um, some of you know him a lot longer than me, right? But um, we'd hang out out here during the week sometimes. I'd look out my window and see that red truck that I'm going to miss so much. And I'd make sure I go out there. I didn't want him doing anything alone. If I could be out there with my brother, I would be out there. We'd be up here, and it's time to do them soon, but we'd be changing the filters up here. Last year, we did them all together. We, we did, uh, he was my buddy. He was, yeah, they say my right-hand man, but he was, he was my friend. He was, we had... Some really, really good conversations. Just recently, I had a talk with him, and it got impressed upon my heart that he and his wife should go on vacation. They're just such a special couple. Vacations are so important for couples to take when you work so hard um, to make a living. But anyway, he was my friend, and, and um, I thank you, uh, other elders. And, 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 and for those of you who called me and, and, and prayed for me on the phone, thank you. You know who you are. Those of you who sent me a text, and, and, and then I thank the whole church because I know you, you were praying. I know you've been praying uh, for me. Whether the call came or not, I know you were praying for me. So uh, I want to thank you for that. <clears throat> and, and so yesterday I had all kinds of emotions. You know, I'm sitting there. I, I, I had literally hundreds of, of thoughts coming to mind with, with, you know, you just don't plan things like this. And, and so I got thoughts coming and going and going and going and coming. And then all of a sudden it hits me, tomorrow is Sunday. And, and, I, and I, I remember saying to myself, uh, what am I going to do tomorrow? You know, what, what message 
do I bring? What, what is it that God wants to say? And, 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 and then I thought about the points of today's message, and I, and, and I said, no. No way in the world. There's, there's no way I'm going to talk about that. Um, not after what happened today. Um, I can't do that, you know. And then several hours later, <laughs> I heard the Spirit of God say to me, um, uh, yes way, yes way. Is, is, is the perfect time to bring this message. And, 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 and it's no coincidence I'm talking about David today, but my heart is heavy for David. And, and, and it's no coincidence. It's no coincidence of the message because that's how God works. Yes, I would have preferred the message last week, but if I knew what was going to happen, then I would have preferred it this week. Uh, he's a faithful God. He's a gracious God. How could I be so foolish? Uh, how could I be so foolish to, um, as a preacher of God's word, to sit home and say, no way. Not after all that happened. No way. I mean, heaven, heaven is the reason why we exist. Heaven is the reason why we live. Our hope is in heaven. All of our hope is in heaven. And, and, and so how could be so foolish? Our brother today is in the presence of the Lord, worshiping and praising him. There's no more pain, no more sorrow, no more struggles, no more challenges. He's fine in the presence of the Lord. How could I not want to bring a message like the message that, that God gave me for today. Not two weeks ago or last week, but today. And so he's faithful. He knows what he's doing all the times. If you notice up on the screen, the title of today's message is Advice from an Expert. Advice uh, from an Expert. Would you please stand with me and join me in prayer? Spirit of God, we just uh, thank you for um, you, you always, you figure it out. And when we can't, uh, we have someone who figures it out for us. You have the answers. You had them before the questions arised. And when we don't have answers to those questions, we know the one that does. So, Holy Spirit, we thank you for the ministry that we've experienced between yesterday and today. We've experienced ministry. You've embraced some of us. You've comforted some of us. You've encouraged some of us. You knew what, you knew what was coming way before. And I pray for my, my sister Betty and Bethany and Jonathan and his father Roger and his brother and his family as a whole. I pray for them today. A Sunday where they know they're that he'd be in church worshiping you and seeking your face or helping someone, encouraging someone. So, Lord, continue to sustain them. And may the hope of heaven be what embraces their hearts and their minds and their thoughts. May the joy of heaven, the hope of heaven, uh, guide them through. That's why you, you send Jesus. And so do that, Spirit of the Lord, we pray. And we invite you today to somehow meet us and, 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 and guide me, Holy Spirit of God. It is your word, not mine. I would not be preaching this today, everyone, for you, Spirit. And, and in fact, I can't without you. And so, Holy Spirit, guide our hearts. Speak to our hearts. Even those on the Internet, would you, on, 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 on virtually listening to us, would you speak to our hearts today? This is reality. This is truth. This is life. 
Uh, and thank you that amidst it all, there is Jesus, his word, his promise, and the hope that comes from that. So guide us, Holy Spirit. God, the recordings, God, our emotions, God, our hearts, above all, soften our hearts and speak to our hearts and make the message applicable to us from your perspective to us, not ours to you, but yours to us. You know just where we're at. You know where the hurt is at. You know the pain and the struggles and the challenges, the anxieties. You know it all. And so, Holy Spirit, we invite you to do what you do best. Above all, glorify Christ amidst us. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So, um, as I started that message on Psalm 37, I, I, I need to start today's message. Have you ever been discouraged? <clears throat> Have you ever been discouraged? Have you ever had something not go your way? Have you ever been disappointed? Have you ever been let down? Have you ever been falsely accused? Have you ever had a promise broken to you? Have things ever not gone your way? Have you ever failed? Have you ever been rejected? Have you ever lost a loved one? And, and, I, and I can go on and on and on, but, but that's how God started that message. Um, and I know that, that um, all of us, in one way or another, have undergone all kinds of of moments of, of discouragement and even more than that. And, and I, can, I can even say that I'm sure there's some of us seated in this place or listening to us virtually today that are either going through discouragement right now or can think of some desperately discouraging moments in their lives. And if not, we will all one way or another go through moments of discouragement. Uh, it, it's just part of life. And this is, this is where God comes in. This is where God is faithful to his word. This is where, 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 where we, we, we have a place of, of refuge. We have a place to go to. This is where the psalmist comes in when you think about it. This is where he comes in. This is, uh, he, I mean, he's an expert. He's a master. The psalmist, if you think of the, the psalmist, you know, his life, you think of the discouragements and the disappointments and the, and, and the unpredictable occurrences that he went through, uh, the difficulties and challenges, the weaknesses because of ill choices, everything that he went to, he, 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 he's, a, he, he's an expert. He's a master. He can help us. You know, if, if, if David... If, if, if the psalmist was here today, I, 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 I'd, say, I, I'd ask him, I'd say, you know, David, you, with everything that you went through, right, with everything that you went through in this life, in your life, right, all the challenges that you had and all the conflicts and difficulties, um, and then the experiences that, that you went through and the results and what you learned from all of those experiences that we read about in the Scriptures, uh, after all that, David, if you were living in our time today in the 21st century, um, how would you be able to deal with the world we're living in? I, I would say, you know, how, how would you make it, David, from one day to the next? Because um, our world is a mess. Our world is ugly. Our world is filled with uncertainties and, 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 and breeding fear and worry and concern. Dave, what, what would you do if you were living in our time? And he would probably say something to me like, um, 
Well, you know, if you, if you read through the Psalms, you can find out uh, the many occurrences and the many things that I went through and the many dealings that I went through, and, and you can get some answers to that. And, and then he'd probably say something. In fact, he'd probably say, uh, in fact, if you turn to Psalm 37, uh, you'll find there that we can trust in the Lord and we can depend on the Lord. We can delight on him and we can commit ourselves to him and we can even rely on him. He'd say, that's what I would tell you for your generation. I would tell you to, to trust in him. And delight in Him and commit to Him and, and then find your rest in Him. And then maybe He would say, and after you've done that, look at Psalm 108 and maybe there you'll find the results that we would have if we were able to exercise those four things I just told you on a daily basis. And so... Um, I want us to turn today to Psalm 108 um, and see what it is that the psalmist would encourage us to do with the times that we're living in. And so I want you to notice, first of all, up on the screen, sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Notice the first six verses. This is the psalmist, David, who went through it all and perhaps more than we can imagine. My heart, O oh God, is steadfast. I will sing and make music with all of my heart, all of my soul. Awake, harp and lyre, I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the people. So he's, he's not praising God in, in, in his own quiet quarters in his room, he's praising God, he's worshiping God, he's singing songs to God among all people, saved and unsaved. Verse 4, for great is your love, higher than the heavens, your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens, let your glory be over all the earth. Save us and help us with your right hand, that those you love may be delivered. I, this is why I had a hard time um, yesterday as I sat home and contemplated. I thought of that first point and I said, sing. And I spoke to Betty about this. And I'm so happy I did. Because it's a hard day to sing. It's a hard day to sing. It really is. It's a hard day to sing unless we know of the hope of heaven. And that's why I called myself foolish. And that's why the Holy Spirit told me, no, no, yes, way. this is the appropriate time. Because this is why my son came and died and gave his life so that we have the hope of heaven. So that when someone passes on that we knew that knew Jesus, we can rejoice together in song. And so notice that the psalmist says, he says, uh, um, uh, my heart is steadfast. He says, my heart is steadfast. Another translation says, my heart has been fixed. My heart has been fixed. My heart is committed. My heart is confident. My heart has been prepared, the psalmist is saying. And then he worships God. Then he seeks God's face. It was David who said in Psalm 138, 130, 120, 
Uh, I forget, I'm sorry right now, but he says, he says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any, any way inside of me that is no good and lead me in the everlasting way. Psalm 139, 23, and 24. Uh, and, and so uh, he knew the conditions of the heart. He knew, he knew what was wrong with the heart, and he knew that, that the heart had to be right with God, church. There, there's never a time when we are to go to God, let alone sing to the Lord, uh, when, with, without first searching our hearts. See, he, see he, he, he's pure and he's perfect and he is holy. And, and, and sometimes we take it for granted that, that Jesus washed our sins and we can approach God. But sometimes our hands are filthy. Sometimes our minds are dirty and, and, and we, need to, we, we need to search our hearts first. And I think the psalmist did that. And, and we should do that, not just for the present life, but also for the future life. Not just for while we're alive seeking the face of the Lord, but we're going to stand before God one day. And we got to make sure that our, our hearts are right. That's why in Psalm 23, the same writer David says, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. That's heaven. I will dwell in paradise. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He knew where he was going. And, and, and that's why we can rejoice with, with our brother David. We can rejoice because we know where he's at. That's why we can sing a song. And that's why Psalm 108 is a perfect text for today. Though I would have questioned God again and again. Why not last week? Now I know. My heart is steadfast before you, O God. And then he begins to praise the Lord. I want you to know that David is going through a serious conflict. David is going through a tough time. The armies of God, we'll talk about that again in a little while, but he's just going through it. He's wrestling. He's wrestling. He's wrestling. You see it in verse 6. And, and yet at the same time, he finds reason to sing a song to the Lord. You ever find yourself in a very, very difficult time when, when you just didn't know what to reach out for, or what to grab, or what to think, or what to do? You, you didn't know who to call or, 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 or just how to live from that moment on? Well, the psalmist did many times, and he still found a song for the Lord. In verse 6, Notice, save us and help us with your right hand. Before that, he gave us five verses of worshiping and singing to the Lord. And, 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 and yet he's, he's calling upon God to deliver him from the troubles and the challenges and the conflicts that he is going through. Church, when Jesus uh, is in our hearts, heaven is in our hearts. And when Jesus and heaven are in our hearts, we have more than enough reason to sing. We have more than enough reason to sing. We have all the reason in the world to sing. There's no reason why we should not sing. I, did a I didn't do a funeral. I went to a funeral one day. And I'll never forget, we got there to this funeral. And, and, and once the priest got his money, uh, he made it clear to all of us that in this place, we don't sing. We don't sing. But the one that passed away 
was in glory. I was with him that day. But we don't sing here. This is a sad moment. We don't sing. He gave his 10-minute eulogy. He never hugged the widow. He never said anything to the widow as she stood there weeping before God, uh, before her husband. She just stood there weeping, never said anything to her, said his 10-minute thing, and then gave a wave and took off into the sunset. His money filled, his pocket filled with the money he wanted. And one of my fondest memories of... of <laughs> My brother David, as he stood up here, was when he would sing those hymns that, that Sam gave him the opportunity to do, and I thank you, Sam, for that. And, and the tears would start rolling down his eyes. That would grip me so hard because I know that his heart, those tears were coming from his heart out of his love for God. And, and church, yes, we can sing. We can sing on what the world would call a, a sad and gloomy day. We can sing because we know where our brother's at. We can sing because we know he's in the presence of the Lord. We can sing because he was a child of God. We can sing because he accomplished his work. We can sing because he loved Jesus. We can sing because he touched lives. We can sing because he glorified Christ in our lives. There is so much to sing about. On behalf of our brother. And, and, and what a legacy. You know, what, how many lives did this man touch? I only know him for six years. I wish I knew him as long as some of you knew him. He's my friend. You didn't see us hanging out too much in here, but during the week when you were home or working, he and I would be out there chatting, working together, me and my brother. And, and, and so I have a whole lot to sing about. No more worries and no more pain and no more struggles. And my brother um, is in the best place. That it, he's in the place that he lived to one day see. He's in the place that, that we all live to one day see if we know Jesus Christ today. And so, yes, we'll miss him. And, 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 and it's okay to mourn. Listen, it's okay to mourn. It, it's, it's, it's okay to mourn. As I told uh, Betty yesterday about this message and the points and how it was so hard. And, and the first time I said to her, but the first, the first point is about singing to the Lord, Betty. And it's so hard. She said, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, I was afraid she'd hear this message and say, how dare he talk about singing when my, when my hubby is gone. But when she told me that, it confirmed God wanted this word. Yes, we have a, a whole lot to sing about. A whole lot to sing about. <laughs> and, and there are times when it's hard, isn't it? There are times when it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to sing. There are times when it's difficult to sing. It, it, I mean, so important that we tell our family members and our friends and our loved ones about Jesus and, and give them a chance to come to heaven. Give them a chance to have Christ. Because what a difference that will make at the funeral, at Paula. What a difference it will make just to know, to know, to know, by Ida, to know that Jesus is with your loved one. And sometimes we need to dig down two or three inches, and it shouldn't be much more than that. But the further you dig down, the, the further you've wandered from the Lord. But, but sometimes it's hard to, to sing a song in the middle of, of, of struggles and challenges especially one like this, uh, but you don't need to go deep down 
to find that there's a song. There's a song in your heart if Jesus is there. There's a song in your heart. And he's faithful to his word and to his promises to her and to us. And so, um, yeah, I, I may not. I, not, I may not be able to sing like Brother Sam or Sisters Heather or Ruth Joy or Cheryl or, or Jessica or Vanessa. I may not be able to sing uh, like uh, some folks in here today, but the Bible tells me to make a joyful noise to the Lord and I will sing unto the Lord. He's worthy of a song. Somehow he hears uh, my ugly voice and it, 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 it pleases the heart of God because he looks at the heart when we sing to him. And even though you may not feel like singing or you may not be a good singer or you may not uh, sense the, 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 you know, how to sing, uh, uh, I want to encourage you, um, uh, listen, put on some, some Christ-centered music at a moment of trial. In your gloomy days, in your gloomy moments, when you're falling apart, when your world is shaking, when your kingdom is coming against you, when the world is coming against you, uh, try playing some music if you can't sing. Try playing some music that reminds you of, of His grace and His love and His presence and His works in your life. Put some music in your gloomy situation and watch the Spirit of God pick up your spirit with His Spirit. Sing unto the Lord, the psalmist, in his, in his moment of defeat here is saying, Lord, he's praising and worshiping and singing and exalting the Lord. And then he says, please deliver us. So he's singing amidst the storm. David would say, I would sing. Yeah, sing. Read Psalm 108. It's right there. Sing to the Lord in your storm, in your trial, in your conflict. Sing to the Lord. Because we'll have more trials tomorrow. Amen? Secondly, notice, uh, um, meditate on the Lord. Meditate on the Lord. Notice verses 7 through 9. There's so much here. Uh, I'm not going to get into it. Uh, I, I did want to say that when God told me yesterday, yes, yes way, yes way, he also said, um, um, I'm going to make some modifications on this message, okay? So I don't know exactly where that's going to go, and I don't know exactly who that is. It might be for someone in here today or someone li li uh, listening virtually, but God's going to make some modifications, and he already has, and I know he will some more. But he says here, God has spoken from his sanctuary. This is David. God has spoken from his sanctuary, and then he quotes he says, in triumph, I will parcel out Shechem. It is not David talking about David. It is David quoting God. I will parcel out Shechem and measure off the valley of Sukkoth. Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Ephraim is my helmet. Judah is my scepter. Moab is my wash basin. Edom is, I toss my sandal over Edom. Over Philistia, I shout in triumph. Notice how many times you see the word mine and my, right? Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Ephraim is mine. Judah is my. Moab is my. <laughs> Everything belongs to God, church. Everything. He, he has authority. He's in charge. Uh, not... <laughs> The one who's in charge, the one who has authority is Jesus. God has all authority, not the devil, but Jesus. Not the government, but Jesus. Not our society, not our times, but Jesus. He has total authority. 
And without getting much into these points here, this is some powerful stuff there that I, I thought I'd share. But without getting with these, let me just say that these six places he mentions first are places that belong to Israel. They are all areas of Israel. And just to make a long story short here, he is encouraging the people of God, even in this turmoil that they're going through, he is encouraging them that he's going to build them up and he's going to use them that he has a purpose in their lives. And then the last three, Moab and Edom and Philistia, are Gentile enemies of God and the people of God and he has his say to them as well. The idea of overtaking and, and, and defeating those who oppose God and his word is so clearly found in the scriptures that they will one day suffer the judgment of the Lord. That's what God is saying in his word and he's faithful to his word. And so um, God is saying all nations are mine. All nations belong to me, Gentile and none. All nations belong to me. I am the final authority. He is supreme. He is majestic. He is above everything and anything. And he is the final word. That's what he's saying to David. That's how he's encouraging and uplifting this one who's going through so much. David meditated on the word of God. He says, he says, listen to that. He says, God has spoken from his sanctuary. God has declared it in his word. He is meditating on the promises of the word of God. He's meditating on God's faithfulness, on God's authority, on God's works, on God's accomplishments, on everything that God is and that everything that God does. Yes, in a world that is is like the world we're living in today, and we praise God that we're here at such a time as this. God has called us to be a part of what's going on. Um, in all of that, there is a God who is seated on the throne of authority, and David recognizes that in this verse. He says, he says that God has spoken. Uh, through all that I'm going through, I'm holding on to your word. Your word is faithful. Your word is truth. And, and church, we can't hide. See, we, 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 we can't hide the word of God in our hearts. We have to let it out. Uh, Jeremiah 20 and verse 9, but if I say I will not mention him or speak anymore in his, wor in his name, his, his word is in my heart. I'm, I'm weary of holding it in. Indeed, I can't. I can't. Our world is calling for a message from God. Depression, discouragement, everything that's overtaken our world, we need to share His Word. We need to believe His Word and, and meditate on His Word and know that He is faithful to His Word. And I know that today, if, if I could just see my brother Dave Boat just one more time and say to him, yo, brother, you know, we, we miss you, man. Why don't you come back and, 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 and be with us? We miss you and we need you. I mean, David did so much. Those TVs, I mean, I look throughout this church, I see Dave. I'm going to miss that. When I had a problem at home, it was Dave. Something wasn't working, it was Dave. It was always Dave. I'm going to miss that. Or he would call me and say, are you okay? When the lights went out, are you okay? No electricity, are you okay? I mean, it, it was, he was quite a man. I mean, miss that, brother. But I say, David, man, I miss you, man. Come on back, you know. And, and, and <laughs> your family misses you. We love you. We care for you. I, I could just hear, I could hear him saying something, something like this, uh, something like this. Uh, I understand, but um, uh, there's nothing that can compare with this. There's nothing. When you've tasted heaven like that, there's, there's no way in the world you would want to come back. 
Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you, says Psalm 73, 25. Whom have I in heaven but you? Nothing in this world that I desire but him is, is, is that love for God that is beyond the love for people. He would say something like that. And how do I know that? Because, because that's what the Bible declares. The, it was Paul the Apostle who, 2 Corinthians 5, 8, he says, I would prefer, listen to this for a moment, I would prefer to be away from this body and in the presence of the Lord. 2 Corinthians 5, 8, he says, he says I prefer not to be here any longer. I think, I think I, I, I'm sure Davis, <laughs> he's in glory. In Philippians 1.21, Dave Paul says, the apostle says, you know, for to me to live is Christ. That's what David did. For me to live is Christ. That's what I hope we're all doing, living for Christ. But to die is gain. It's even better, he's saying, to move on to the next life, to what Christ accomplished for us. It's gain. He said, I, he, he tell me I finished my work. I accomplished what God called me to do. And there's nothing in this world that can compare with what heaven has. And, and he'll probably tell me, you'll find out one day. You'll find out one day. And you'll see why. Yes. That's God's word. There's so much to sing about. God is so good to his word. Um, and so his word is, his word is a word of assurance. is a word of hope. is something that we can hold on to. And the psalmist is meditating. This is what the Lord has spoken from his sanctuary. He is meditating. He's holding on to. He's claiming yeah, the word of God. And church, when, 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 when we hold on to his word and claim, in, claim his word, we're going to see his word, word fulfilling the will of God in our lives. What a wonderful word. What a wonderful God. Um, I think the most powerful thing about the word of God is, is what God has said about himself in his word. If, if you and I can just grasp everything that we have because we have him. Everything that we have, verse, in, in, in ver these verses nine through 7 through 9, we find everything that he is, just the touch a touch of his love for his people, of his love for his followers, and of, of the coming destruction upon the enemies of God, upon, upon those who oppose God. Um, so let me ask you a question. The psalmist said, um, verse 6, 7, God has spoken from his sanctuary. And so are we hearing God? Uh, 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 are we hearing God? What has God said to you lately? I think that's what made the difference in David's life. I think, and, and he made his mistakes. We've talked about that, but he was drawn to repentance. I think what, what made the difference in David, I don't think, I know what made the difference in David's life was that, that he believed in the word of God. He believed what God had spoken. He had an intimate relationship with God, and, and he believed what God had spoken. It is so important that we are listening to the voice of God. It is so important, church. Uh, you just don't know. We, we don't realize always the importance of a, a devotional time. I mean, just think about the first part of that. Devote. Devote yourself to a devotional time is devoting some time of your given day to Jesus. 
devoting some time to his word and listening to what he says. Why? Because there are storms and there are battles and there are conflicts. They're going to come. And, and we need to, I mean, we, we need to be battle ready. If, if we're not in the word, we're not going to be battle ready when the battle comes. We have to prepare ourselves. And so is staying in his word, is, is claiming his word, is believing his word, is holding on to his word, is his promise to us, is the only reason why I'm here this morning. And is the only reason why we live and breathe and move. If we know Jesus, is the only reason because of his word. Because his word exposes him. It, tell, it exposes him. It tells us who he is. It tell us, tells us of his faithfulness. It gives us something to sing about. How many of you would say it's, it's hard to sing sometimes? It's hard to sing. I'm, I'm happy I don't see a whole lot of hands. I saw a few hands. That's good. I didn't want to see a lot of. Sometimes I want to see every hand up, right? How many of you love Jesus? Right? But then how many of you uh, find it hard to sing sometimes? And not many, but that's okay. And, and, and maybe... You know, well, I find it hard to sing sometimes, but I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to be really, really honest with you. My, my biggest victories have come on my knees and in worship. My biggest victories. And sometimes um, after a fall or failure, that's where I find him, on my knees and worshiping him and singing unto the Lord. Even though I don't feel like singing, don't want to sing, <laughs> I'm disappointed. I'm ashamed. I'm hearing that voice, the accuser of the brethren, you know. And, 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 and the last thing the devil wants you to do is to sing to the Lord or to meditate on his word. And often we follow that. I pray the psalmist is encouraging us with this today. Notice lastly up on the screen, triumph through the Lord. Triumph through the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Meditate on the Lord, triumph through the Lord. And, and, and that, those are the steps. Verses 10 through 13. Who will bring me to the fortified city? Who will lead me to Edom? Is it not you, God, you who have rejected us and no longer go out with our armies? Give us aid against the enemy, for human help is worthless. Human help is worthless. I encourage, I thank God for my brothers and sisters who love and care and reach out. But I'll tell you, if I'm depending on human love and human encouragement without the Holy Spirit intervention, it's worthless. He makes, he makes your encouragement to me what it does. He makes it special. Him in you, encouraging, blessing. Uh, and, and, and so without Him, it doesn't happen, church. And so he says, give us aid against the enemy for human help is worthless. And then he says this in verse 13, so important. With God, we will gain the victory and he will trample down our enemies. With God, he will. In, 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 in the first five verses, he's singing unto the Lord. Here we find why he sings. Because he knew that amidst it all, there was a God who would get him from A to B. With God, we will gain the victory. That's what the, the, the psalmist would say to me. I know it's a tough time. I know the world is a mess. I see that it's a shame. It was bad during my time as well. 
In fact, maybe worse. But he says, with God, you will gain the victory. And he will trample over you. Remember that in verse 9, God talks about Edom. Like if Edom, Edom would be an enemy, an en a Gentile enemy of God. They were enemies of, of God forever. Enemies of God. Very, very proud people. Very proud. And it's very interesting that God would say in verse 9 to them. Let me read it again. You don't need to put it on the screen. Listen to what he says against Edom. Uh, he says, um, Edom, I toss my sandals over. He says, Edom, I, I toss my sandals over. And literally what he is saying there is that Edom, remember, they're very, very proud. He says, Edom is like, I possess, I possess, I possess, I have authority over. And he is shamefully lying in a corner because this one who is so proud and dominated my people, I throw my sandal over. He's my slave. I'm over him. Uh, I mean, there's so much to say here, but I can't get into it all today. But, but that's what God, he's, he's encouraging uh, the psalmist here. And the psalmist says, I know that with God, I will gain the victory. I know with God. Uh, so let me just say this, not getting into this here very much. So the people of God were in desperate trouble. They had, he's crying for, he's crying for um, a, a fortified city. So that means that the city of the people of God had no walls. It had no protection. When the enemy came, they had free access and free reign. The people of God had wandered from God as they were so good to doing. They wandered. They turned from his ways and they began to do things on their own. And so they find themselves suddenly fighting against the enemy without God. God wasn't there. They didn't feel the protection of God anymore. They didn't feel he didn't go out with his armies anymore. Not because he didn't want to, but because they rejected him. They turned from him. And so they found themselves in danger. They, they found themselves hopeless. I mean, think of that prayer. Uh, bring me to the fortified city. Bring me to a city that I can be protected and that I can conquer and that I can take over and that I can feel the protection and the presence of the Lord. So the enemy was against the people of God. They were hopeless. And, and, and the psalmist, he's crying out to God. He's pleading for the mercy of the Lord. He's pleading for God to come. And, and, and he realized that, that the hand of man or the wisdom of man cannot defeat the attacks of the enemy. Something that I pray and hope that our great America, USA, would realize and turn back to God. We cannot defeat the forces that come against us without God. No matter how, how wise we are with computer and technology, no matter how much we know, no matter how much authority we have and how much power we have and how high we're seated there in, in the White House, no matter how big we are, how strong we are, how high we are, we cannot overcome the battles of our world without God. And the psalmist realized where he was at and what was going on in his life. Notice that in spite of all this, in verse 13, in spite of all this, he says, with God we will gain the victory and he, he will trample down our enemies. God will do it, not me, not, not my friend, not, not my spouse, not my neighbor, not my elders, not me, not us, but him. He will trample down our enemies. So this verse here, verse 13, would be uh, our version or Paul's version of Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ. Listen to that. 
<laughs> he will trample down our enemies. I can do all things through Christ. It is the same idea. David found refuge and he found hope in a world that was just as bad as ours, maybe worse. And the battles that he went through like us, maybe more. He found refuge. He, he, he would sing to the Lord. He would meditate on the word of the Lord. He would meditate on what God has said. And then he would triumph. And he's calling it triumph before the triumph. Isn't that something? He, he, he's calling. He's inviting in the triumph. He is claiming. He's recognizing. He's realizing that victory will be won. But he's doing it while in the battle. We would be strong, strong Christians if we followed that advice. Jesus said in this life, we're going to have trouble. But he said, be of good cheer. I have overcome. But, but I didn't overcome. But I have overcome. But I haven't. But I have. The one who lives in me has. And because he lives inside of me, I can claim the victory, the triumph, the authority of Jesus over the storms and the trials of life. That's where the song comes from. That's where that song comes from. God is faithful to his word. Church, there is no battle that, there is no battle that we can win without God. There is no battle that you and I can conquer without God, and there is no battle that we can lose with God. No battle whatsoever. We bring the battle to the Lord. We seek His face. We do our part in honoring the Lord, and God will see us through every single battle. Some harder than others. Our tests, our faith will be tested, but there is no battle that God cannot help us get through. So without, without the Lord, um, there is nothing but hopelessness. Without the Lord, there is, there, is, there is a continuing defeat and defeat after defeat. But with Him, all that changes. He provides hope, especially for times like this. And, and I'm so proud of Betty. And I hope to have the chance to let her know that again. I did tell her yesterday. But, um, and I know there's a lot of pain and turmoil and, and sadness in her heart. Um, but she was... She, she sounded better than me over the phone. I mean, I was falling apart and she's encouraging me. But I mean, I'm proud. And, and you know what does that is, is faith. And I know that she has her internal battles there. I mean, you, you miss a person as special like that. Your spouse, I mean, you just miss that person and to live without them. But the hope of heaven and she reminded that I know where he's at. I know where he, I know where he went and, and I'm holding on to that. God is faithful to his word. And so if in, if in Psalm 37, the psalmist, um, he, 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 he teaches us how to, how to escape the claws of discouragement, yeah, how to do it. Then in Psalm 108, what he does, he, he tells us of what the results would be if we follow that formula on a consistent basis. In other words, he takes us a step further. The psalmist in Psalm 8 takes us to another level after Psalm 37, to another level so that you and I can know how to defeat the bleakness and the sourness of this life by holding on to the Lord that we, uh, from Psalm 37, and then therefore practicing that, practicing that, trusting in the Lord, so forth. Um, then comes the song. Then comes the song. 
then comes the song. The song comes from trusting and delighting and committing and resting in Him. Resting in Him reminds us of, of just, um, I'm, I'm, you know, it's a beautiful time when you're ready to go to bed and you can just rest and leave everything there at the altar with God. I, I mean, it's wonderful when you think about it, right? It's, it's wonderful. It's, it's wonderful to think about how um, when you think about Dave and everything that happened, and it's, it's, it's discouraging when you think about it, but when we think about the indwelling Christ, it's wonderful. When we think about the internal indwelling Christ through his Holy Spirit, uh, we can live constantly, triumphantly, not with trial, but confidently, triumphantly, victoriously, regardless of what the world, the flesh, or the devil have to say, we can experience God's faithfulness on a consistent day-to-day -day basis. I know it's easiest to said, it's easier to say, but it's filled with hope when we think about his Bible, his word. And then when it's all over and done, right? When you've accomplished your work, when you've done everything that God has called you to do, when God says, it's, it's time, my son, well done, God, thou good and faithful servant. When it's all over, he calls us home, and we can, like uh, Brother David wrote, like, like Heather shared before from 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8, we can say, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I have I've done it, and now there is in store for me a crown of of righteousness which the Lord the righteous judge will award me on that day and not only to me but to all who have longed for his appearing Isn't that awesome that's that's the faithfulness of God that that's holding on to his word the Lord has spoken from his sanctuary this is his word this is his message for us today absolutely appropriate for us absolutely appropriate notice that last slide advice from an expert sing to the lord meditate on the lord triumph through the lord have you got a song in your heart today yes there's napkins read my need them i i don't know when was the last time i shed so much tears from yesterday <laughs> Some uh, might be some on Chris's shoulder. When he got home, he got me at a bad time. Um, no, it was a good time. It's, it's the right time. Thank you, brother. Um, but the tears are not because we will never see him again. That's what a pagan would say. The tears are because we miss him and he was special. So it's okay to cry. But we have joy and we have a song and we have uh, internal joy because we know where our brother is. Do you have a song in your heart today? Is there a trial? Is there a challenge? Is there a trial, a challenge, a difficulty, a conflict in your life today? Is there discouragement? Is there sadness with the fact that our brother went home to be with Jesus? That should bring joy. But I understand the sadness because we miss him. Is there a song in your heart this morning? And if there is not, put on some music and the Holy Spirit will bring that song. Put on some Christ-centered, God-honoring music. There's a lot of music out there today that are pretty much the opposite. I 
listen to some of those songs sometimes because um, I, 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 I want to hear what they're, what they're thinking. I want to hear what they're, what they're singing. I want to I hear what's permeating their hearts and their minds as important for when I get to the pulpit. But it's about making money. It's about sex. It's about murder. It's about selfishness. I mean, that's what brings discouragement. Is there a song in your heart this morning? He says, I will sing unto the Lord. I mean, is God's word a part of your life today? Are you meditating on it? Are you hiding his word in your heart? Are you memorizing scripture? You're hiding it there. Can you claim? Can you claim it a moment of trial and storm? Can you claim the Lord has said through his word, the Lord has said in his sanctuary? And are you assured of heaven? Are you assured of heaven this morning? Those listening online, are you assured of heaven this morning? Uh, if, if today was your last day alive, we never expected what happened to David. But we know that things like this happen. But, and it seems like it's never the right time, but right, Chris, is always the right time when it's God's time. Um, if God were to call you today, if you breathe your last today, please hear me online. If you breathe your last today and you stood before God and he said to you, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say to God? You ever thought about that? Please hear me as I close. If your answer to that question is anything like I hope, I hope to get there. If it has anything to do with anything you've done to earn your way there, I've been a good person. I've done good. I've, I've been a lot better than bad. I've been a lot better, better, a lot good than I've been bad. If it has anything to do with that, please, I beg you. Life is so unpredictable. Hell and heaven uh, uh, could be a second away at any moment. Make sure you speak to someone about that. Because there's only one way to heaven. And it might not be what you think it is. Father, thank you for your grace and your love. Thank you for your faithfulness and your grace. And Lord, I, I feel the embrace of your word just coming over individuals, your people just embracing your word encouraging, reminding. I pray that for Betty, and I pray that for Bethany and the rest of that family. I pray that. I pray even for those who may not even know that you're Lord, who may not really be following you, that, that somehow through this that has happened, you're calling your servant home, that you would embrace the people that are hurting with the hope of your word. We thank you for the promise. We'll all be there one day with you, Jesus, not because of anything we've done. What we've done would disqualify us. But everything that you've done gives us the hope of heaven. And so thank you, Jesus, for your word, for your faithfulness, for your grace. Remind us of the urgency of this message, the urgency. We may not get to say goodbye, 
with some people we know and love, but we can rejoice that we told them about Jesus. Remind us of that, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. to uh, help us today. Are they going to put the words on the screen? I could see, I mean, if you can use your imagination and picture with me uh, a brother up there um, singing this song. I could just envision the joy, the raising up of his hands as he sings this song. Let's sing it with him, please. Let's stand, please. Thank you, David, for blessing us, for teaching, how to, teaching us how to love those old, those old hymns, <laughs> for your joy, for the impact, for showing us how to serve and how to love and how to be selfless. Thank you, my brother.
Somehow I believe God will bring that to your ears. You blessed us and we miss you. My Father, above all, thank you for sending Jesus who made it all possible. Thank you for sending Jesus who made the hope beyond the grave. Not just hope here on earth, which we gladly appreciate, but a hope beyond the grave. When so many stay saddened, would you remind them of the hope of heaven? Would you remind them of the hope of eternity? Thank you, Jesus, that it doesn't end here. This is just the beginning. We can, we can get a taste of heaven here on earth if we look for it. It's right there. It's in your word. It's in your promise. It's by looking unto Jesus. It's by singing to you because of you. But that's just a sneak preview of being in your presence face to face. We look forward to that. Father, would you anoint this building so that if it's on Saturday, we would embrace this family. We pray that you would prepare the pews, prepare the microphones and the speakers, prepare the hearts of any that would walk into this building that, that um, doesn't have a relationship with Jesus. We pray for those that he spoke to. He often told me he shared with, with someone about Jesus. So I pray for those he spoke to that he went to be with you, not having have seen them come to Jesus. And I pray that, Lord, that would be maybe their day, that you prepare their hearts for a message that he said that would cooperate or connect with the message to be brought on that day. We pray above all for a loud rejoicing. I pray for embracing of the family, but a loud rejoicing that joy would be felt and sensed, that your presence would be obvious, that the God of all comfort would come to do what he does best, and that the praise and the glory, all of it, would go to Jesus. We pray in his name, and all the people together say, Amen. Thank you.